Dr. Alexei Korov had always been a man drawn to the mysteries of the earth, those enigmas locked away in rocky strata, hidden in the very bones of the planet. His colleagues often joked that he was born in the wrong era, that he would have been a great explorer in times past. But as he stood on the reinforced steel deck of the Titan Explorer, gazing at the labyrinth of machinery and instrumentation that filled its cavernous interior, Alexei knew he was exactly where he was meant to be. The Titan Explorer was not just a machine. It was a titanic marvel of human ingenuity. Built to withstand pressures that could crush submarines like soda cans and temperatures that could melt titanium, it was a vehicle destined for a realm never before touched by human presence, the Earth's core. The technology was revolutionary. Traditional drilling methods were inadequate for a journey to such depths, so the Titan Explorer was equipped with a vibrating drill head that operated on high-frequency oscillations. This would essentially liquefy the rock on contact, allowing the explorer to pass through Earth's layers as though they were no denser than water. A team of the world's leading geologists, engineers, and physicists had been assembled for the expedition, each a master in their field. Together, they were an intellectual force to be reckoned with, ready to confront the ultimate frontier of terrestrial exploration. For Alexei, the expedition was the culmination of a life's work and a childhood dream fueled by stories of fantastical journeys to uncharted lands. He grew up on tales of explorers and visionaries, but it was Jules Verne's journey to the center of the earth that had captured his imagination like no other. As a boy, he had spent hours fantasizing about what lay beneath his feet, miles upon miles below the surface. And now, as an adult, he was about to find out. The atmosphere aboard the Titan Explorer was electric. Alexei could sense a mingling of anticipation and anxiety among his team, each member acutely aware of the unprecedented journey that lay ahead. There were so many unknowns, so many variables that could not be accounted for, despite their meticulous preparations. But that was the nature of exploration, the essence of discovery. You had to venture into the unknown to unravel the mysteries it concealed. Yet, even as he marveled at the capabilities of human achievement and pondered the scientific revelations that awaited them, Alexei couldn't shake a sense of foreboding. The earth was old, ancient beyond comprehension. And as he looked at the hulking form of the Titan Explorer, preparing to delve into the planet's deepest, darkest recesses, he couldn't help but wonder, what secrets did the earth hold in its core? And what would those secrets reveal about the world above, and the beings who inhabited it. Unbeknownst to Alexei and his team, the Earth had its own tales to tell, tales that were written not in books, but in layers of rock and metal, in chasms of darkness and chambers of light. Tales that could rewrite not just the science of geology, but the very fabric of human understanding. Little did he know that the answers to his questions were both unimaginable and terrifying, for the Earth was not just a planet. It was a vault, a vault of hidden truths, jealously guarded by entities unknown, in a realm that defied all logic and expectation. And so, as the Titan Explorer's engines roared to life, its vibrating drill head humming in harmonious synchrony, Dr. Alexei Korov braced himself for a journey that would transcend space, challenge time, and shatter the boundaries of reality. But as he was soon to discover, some boundaries are better left unbroken. The Titan Explorer's engines roared, 
vibrating in a deep, resonant frequency that seemed to reverberate through the very atoms of the Earth. Dr. Alexei Korov was strapped into the pilot's chair, his fingers dancing over a console laden with switches, dials, and touchscreens. Beside him, Dr. Emily Harris, the mission's lead geologist, monitored the readouts detailing the composition of the layers they were passing through. Strata alignment is consistent with our projections, Emily announced, her voice tinged with scientific fascination. We've just passed through the upper mantle. The mineralogy is extraordinary, olivine structures interspersed with pyroxene. Alexei nodded, equally entranced but vigilant. Maintaining speed and trajectory, all systems are stable. The vessel descended, the high-frequency vibrations of the drill liquefying rock and earth as they went deeper. The external cameras displayed an otherworldly panorama, the Titan Explorer surrounded by a tunnel of molten rock that solidified almost instantly as they passed. It was like flying through the bloodstream of the Earth, an artery of magma and fire. The walls of the tunnel sometimes gave way to natural caverns, enormous subterranean spaces filled with odd rock formations and minerals that defied description. Some of these glowed with their own light, bioluminescent crystals that seemed almost sentient as they illuminated the darkness. Jasmine Lee, the mission's mineralogist, couldn't contain her excitement. Those crystals, they're like nothing I've ever seen. The spectrum of light they're emitting is, is, inexplicable. Alexei finished for her, captivated by the beauty but also troubled by the inexplicable phenomena they were witnessing. They encountered underground rivers of liquid metal and lakes of sulfuric acid, strange organic-looking growths that were neither plant nor animal but something in between, and even what appeared to be fossilized remnants, though of what, no one could say. Henry Thomas, the onboard physicist, was the first to notice the anomalies on the instruments. I'm picking up fluctuations in the gravitational field. Not huge variances, but enough to notice. That's impossible, Alexei retorted. Gravitational constants shouldn't vary. But that's just it, Henry continued. Down here, who knows what's constant? Every mile they descended added another layer of complexity to the mission. As they went deeper, radio contact with the surface became filled with more static and then went silent altogether. They were on their own, cut off from the world they knew, descending into a realm of unimaginable strangeness. And yet, the most surreal aspect was the growing sense of presence. It was an intangible feeling that prickled at the back of Alexei's mind, a sensation that they were not alone, that the Earth was aware of them. It was as if they had pierced through layers of skin and muscle and were now approaching the planet's very soul. As the depth gauge numbers increased, a strange thought gripped Alexei. He considered the myths of old, stories of underworlds and subterranean gods. Scientifically, he dismissed such ideas as products of human imagination, allegories created to explain the unknown. But as the Titan explorer delved ever deeper, those myths seemed less like fables and more like ancient wisdom, warnings, perhaps, from those who somehow knew what lay below. Finally, as they reached a depth that no human had ever ventured, the instruments signaled their proximity to the Earth's core. According to every geological model, they should have been approaching a sea of molten iron and nickel. Alexei braced himself for that sight, his eyes fixed on the viewing screens. 
But what appeared on those screens was something no model had predicted, something that defied logic, science, and even the boundaries of imagination. And as Alexei gazed at the impossible expanse that unfolded before them, he knew that they had arrived at a place far more mysterious and incomprehensible than any had dared to conceive. For the Earth's core was not solid, nor was it molten. It was hollow, and it was not empty. Alexei's eyes widened as he looked at the screen displaying the external feed. Before them lay a vast, open expanse, a hollow cavern so colossal that it defied scale, stretching beyond the reach of their instruments. The light emanating from bioluminescent structures high above cast an ethereal glow across what appeared to be a landscape within the Earth's core. There were landmasses, lakes, even what appeared to be vegetation, all bathed in a surreal, soft radiance. Is this a joke? Are we looking at some kind of simulation? Henry stammered, disbelief tainting his scientific demeanor. No simulation. We are receiving live feed, Jasmine replied, her eyes fixated on the screen, examining mineral formations and alien flora with unhidden amazement. The Titan Explorer hovered above this subterranean world, its engines switching to stabilization mode. They were inside the Earth, yet it was like they had arrived on another planet entirely. Emily was the first to find her voice, breaking the spellbound silence. We have to collect data. Samples, readings, anything and everything. We need to document this. No one will believe us otherwise. Alexei nodded, snapping back to mission mode. Agreed. Let's initiate the remote probes. We'll cover as much ground as possible. Sophisticated drones deployed from the Explorer, each equipped with a suite of scientific instruments. They scattered in all directions, capturing data, taking samples, and relaying the information back to the main console. As the team members analyzed the findings, it became clear that the laws of physics and biology they knew didn't entirely apply here. The atmosphere is breathable but contains trace elements we can't identify. The laws of thermodynamics are, well, they're more like suggestions down here. And don't even get me started on the flora and fauna. We're looking at completely new branches of life, Emily said, almost trembling with excitement and apprehension. Amidst the scientific frenzy, Alexei felt the tingling sensation of being watched grow stronger. He had felt it as a mere whisper before, but now it was an unmistakable shout in the back of his mind. It was as if the hollow earth, or whatever dwelled within it, was not just a passive environment but a living, breathing entity aware of their intrusion. As they received more data, a new, alarming piece of information caught their attention. One of the drones sent back footage of structures, architectural formations, that bore the unmistakable mark of intelligent design. Spires and bridges, complexes and edifices, all made of materials that seemed both organic and metallic, intertwined in ways that made them look like natural formations at first glance. There's no denying it. We're not alone down here, Henry murmured, his eyes locked onto the structures displayed on the screen. That's not all. Jasmine added, pointing to a spectral analysis on another monitor. There are energy readings coming from those structures. Some kind of power source, far more advanced than anything we know. Before anyone could react, a sudden jolt rocked the Titan Explorer. The control panel lit up with warning signals. 
Alexei struggled to stabilize the vessel, but it was as if an invisible force had gripped them. We're being pulled toward the surface of the inner landmass, Emily shouted, clinging to her seat as the vessel jerked again. Alexei fought the controls, but it was in vain. The invisible force was too strong, and soon they found themselves descending rapidly toward one of the landmasses below. They braced for impact, but instead, the vessel landed with a gentle touch, as if placed down by a cautious giant. The crew members exchanged bewildered glances, the gravity of their situation settling in. They had arrived in a world that defied all known laws of nature, and it was increasingly apparent that they were not its only inhabitants. As the Titan Explorer's hatch slowly opened, releasing a rush of strangely scented air, Alexei felt an odd combination of dread and awe. They were stepping into a new world, a hollow earth that challenged everything they knew. And yet, the greatest challenge lay ahead, facing the beings that called this unfathomable place home. Unseen by the crew, a series of illuminated symbols appeared on one of the distant structures, glowing brighter as the Titan Explorer's hatch fully opened. The hollow earth had been waiting, and now its occupants were ready to make their presence known. The air that filled the cabin as the hatch opened was unlike anything they had ever encountered. It was rich and strangely invigorating, tinged with an array of unfamiliar scents that evoked a blend of minerals, flora, and something else, something wholly unidentifiable. Alexei was the first to step out, his boots touching the ground of a world that should not exist. The surface beneath him was firm, but it had an organic quality, almost as if the earth itself were alive. Around him, the landscape was a riot of colors and forms that defied categorization, as alien as it was eerily beautiful. And looming in the distance were the structures they had seen, enigmatic complexes that seemed to blur the lines between nature and architecture. No one spoke, words were inadequate. Emily finally broke the silence as she followed Alexei onto the surface. We have to establish a perimeter. Safety protocols are still in effect, even if we're inside, wherever we are. Agreed, Alexei responded, his voice tinged with caution. Henry, Jasmine, prepare the portable research station. Emily, let's scout ahead. We need to establish where we are in relation to those structures. The team moved with purpose, their training overcoming the awe and trepidation that gripped them. But as they set up equipment and ventured farther from the Titan Explorer, that uncanny feeling of being watched intensified. They hadn't walked more than a few hundred yards when it happened. A sound, no, a melody, filled the air. It was hauntingly beautiful, comprised of notes that didn't fit any scale they knew. The melody seemed to resonate from the very ground beneath them, rising in pitch until it coalesced into a palpable vibration that they could feel in their bones. And then they appeared. From behind veils of iridescent mist that seemed to materialize out of nowhere, figures stepped forward. They were tall and slender, with elongated limbs and features that were both exquisite and unsettling. Their eyes were the most striking, luminescent orbs that seemed to shift colors with every blink. Alexei felt a lump form in his throat. First contact. Every protocol, every directive concerning encounters with alien life forms rushed through his mind but none seemed applicable here. This was uncharted territory in every sense. 
The figures raised their arms in a gesture that seemed neither threatening nor welcoming. It was unreadably ambiguous. A voice filled the air, but it was not spoken. Rather, it seemed to resonate inside each crew member's mind, clear and articulate. Visitors, you have breached the sanctum. What is your purpose? The entity's voice was neither male nor female, neither young nor old. It was as if the words were emanating from the collective consciousness of these beings. Alexei took a deep breath, choosing his words with extreme care. We come in the spirit of exploration and discovery. We did not know this sanctum existed. Our journey was to understand our planet's core. The figures seemed to communicate among themselves, a series of harmonious tones filling the air, their colors shifting as if reflecting their mood or thoughts. Then the voice returned. Your intent is not malevolent, but ignorance is not innocence. You have violated sacred ground. The sanctum is not merely a place. It is an equilibrium. Your presence has already begun to tip the balance. The weight of the entity's words hung heavy in the air, filled with an import that Alexei could not fully grasp. And as he stood there, on the cusp of an unprecedented diplomatic incident with consequences he couldn't fathom, he began to wonder just what the cost of this journey would be, not just for his team, but for the world they had left behind. As if reading his thoughts, the figures gestured toward the Titan Explorer. The voice returned, this time tinged with what could only be described as sorrow. The toll has already begun. Look to your vessel, and you will see. Turning their heads, the team saw the Titan Explorer enveloped in a halo of shimmering light, almost as if it were disintegrating at a molecular level. Panicked, Alexei and his team rushed back to the vessel, their hearts pounding in dread for what they would find. When they arrived, the readouts on the vessel's chronometer left them stunned. According to the data, more time had passed than they could believe, centuries, according to the instruments. Alexei felt his knees weaken. What have we done? The figures appeared beside them, their luminescent eyes now a shade that none had seen before. It is not what you have done, the voice resounded, but what will happen next that concerns us all. And with that cryptic warning, the beings vanished, leaving the team alone with the Titan Explorer, and the horrifying realization that their journey had far-reaching implications they were only beginning to comprehend. The team members looked at each other, their faces pallid and drawn. The numbers on the chronometer were damning, seemingly indisputable. Centuries had passed outside this hollow world, and they were only just beginning to grapple with the enormity of that revelation. Could there be a mistake? Some kind of error due to the unique properties of this place? Jasmine posited, her eyes darting across the readouts as if searching for a comforting lie among the digits. I wish that were the case, Emily responded, her voice heavy with dread. But the instruments are calibrated to factor in relativistic effects and gravitational anomalies. If anything, they're underestimating the elapsed time. Alexei clenched his fists, battling a wave of despair that threatened to engulf him. We can't afford to lose focus. The entities warned us of a toll and a balance. We have to find out what they meant. We must understand the nature of this place and how to set things right. Henry, who had been quiet until now, pointed toward the enigmatic structures that loomed in the distance. 
then we have no choice but to go there. If there are answers, they lie within those walls. Fortifying themselves for the unknown, they activated their suit's life support systems and locked the Titan Explorer. The vessel might be compromised, but it was still their best hope of returning to whatever was left of their world. As they made their way toward the structures, the landscape around them seemed to pulse with a life of its own. Bioluminescent flora lit their path, while unknown fauna skittered or floated away, their alien forms barely comprehensible. It was as though the very fabric of this hollow earth were woven from threads of the surreal and the wondrous. Upon reaching the structures, they found themselves standing before an immense archway, framed by intricate glyphs and symbols that glowed softly. The arch seemed to recognize their presence. It pulsed brighter as they approached, resonating with a low-frequency hum that they felt more than heard. Taking a deep breath, Alexei stepped through the arch, and the world around them transformed. They found themselves in an enormous chamber, its dimensions lost in shadow and light. Before them stood the entities, their forms radiant in the semi-darkness. But what caught the crew's attention were the objects that filled the room, artifacts, machinery, and indescribable constructs that seemed to merge technology and biology into a seamless whole. Welcome to the Nexus, the voice resonated in their minds. The heart of the sanctum, and the fulcrum upon which the balance is maintained. Alexei's eyes widened as he absorbed the room's contents. Is this some kind of control center? In a manner of speaking, yes. From here, we regulate the core resonances that maintain the equilibrium between the sanctum and the outer world. Then this place, this sanctum, is more than just a hidden realm. It's interconnected with the Earth's surface. Emily inquired, her scientific curiosity breaking through the veil of awe. Correct. The sanctum is not just a place but a symbiotic organism. It sustains the Earth, and the Earth sustains it. The resonances ensure that neither realm encroaches upon the other. Then our intrusion has disrupted the resonances, the voice finished Alexei's thought. Your vessel brought with it energies and substances foreign to this realm, upsetting the balance. In response, the sanctum has begun accelerating time within your world to bring itself back into equilibrium. Henry looked aghast. You mean the Earth's surface is experiencing time at an accelerated rate because we're here? Yes, and unless the balance is restored, the acceleration will continue, leading to unforeseeable consequences for both realms. The room seemed to close in on them as they grappled with the implications. Their mission of exploration had become a potential cataclysm, one that threatened not just their lives but the very fabric of reality itself. It was Jasmine who finally spoke, her voice tinged with desperate hope. Is there a way to reverse this? To restore the balance? The entities exchanged a series of harmonic tones before answering. There is a way, but the cost is steep. The Titan Explorer must be decommissioned and its foreign energies neutralized. Only then can the resonances be recalibrated. Alexei nodded, a sense of grim determination settling over him. Very well, if that's what it takes, we'll do it. The entities gestured, and a section of the chamber transformed, revealing a platform upon which the Titan Explorer could be placed. As you proceed, the voice added, consider this. 
the balance was not just disrupted by physical factors. Your presence, your very consciousness, has altered the sanctum. The restoration is not just external, but internal. Understand the sanctum, understand yourselves. Only then can balance be truly achieved. Alexei looked at his team, his eyes meeting theirs in a moment of shared understanding. As they prepared to dismantle the vessel that had brought them to this impossible place, each knew that the journey to restore balance would demand more than just scientific ingenuity. It would require delving into mysteries that transcended matter, space, and time, mysteries that lay at the core of their very being. And so, with the fate of two worlds hanging in the balance, they began. The dismantling of the Titan Explorer was a melancholic endeavor, each component they removed feeling like a piece of their own hopes and dreams being stripped away. The entities stood in quiet observance, their luminescent eyes shifting colors in what seemed to be a complex dance of emotion and thought. Once the process was complete, the remains of the Titan Explorer were placed on the platform that had emerged from the Nexus Chamber. Alexei felt a pang of sorrow as he looked at the heap of technology and materials that had once represented humanity's pinnacle of scientific achievement. It was now little more than a sacrificial offering to an inscrutable cosmic balance. The entities gestured, and the platform began to glow with a deep, resonating hum. Slowly, the disassembled parts of the vessel started to dissolve, transforming into a radiant mist that was absorbed by the surrounding machinery. As this happened, a panel of translucent material emerged from the wall of the Nexus, displaying a real-time simulation of Earth. Areas that were previously marked by perturbed, chaotic patterns now showed a gradual return to stability. But something was off. Alexei noticed that the simulated Earth was still spinning at a slightly faster rate than it should. The energies of the vessel have been neutralized, but the resonances are still not fully calibrated the entity's voice explained. As we suspected, the disruption is not only physical but existential. The temporal dilation will continue until a deeper balance is achieved. Emily clenched her fists. You're saying we're still the problem. Our mere existence here continues to throw things off. In essence, yes, the voice responded. Your minds, your perceptions, your emotional and cognitive resonances, these also interact with the sanctum. Restoring balance is not merely a matter of removing foreign substances but of attuning yourselves to this place. Henry glanced at his colleagues, his brow furrowed in thought. Is there a way for us to accelerate this attuning process? If time is still running faster on the surface, we're running out of it, both here and up there. The entities communicated among themselves once more the air filled with a melody of oscillating tones. When they finally spoke, it was with a sense of urgency that the team had not heard before. There is a way, but it is perilous. The Nexus contains what you might call pools of attunement, zones where the fabric of time and space are fluid. Entering these zones will expose you to the raw resonances of the sanctum. It may accelerate the attunement process, but it may also lead to dissonance, further disrupting the balance and leading to irreversible consequences. Alexei felt the weight of the decision pressing down on him. A gamble, and a high-stakes one at that. But did they even have a choice? We'll do it, he said, the determination in his voice silencing any objections before they could be voiced. 
Prepare the pools. We need to make this right. Very well, the entities replied, their luminescent hues becoming more intense, almost as if mirroring the heightened tension. But be warned, the experience will confront you with aspects of yourselves and the universe that you may not be prepared to face. The journey inward is as treacherous as any journey outward. As sections of the Nexus chamber floor began to shift and change, forming what appeared to be shallow, liquid-filled basins, Alexei pondered the entity's words. They were venturing into uncharted territory in every sense, through time, through space, and into the very core of their own beings. One small step, he murmured to himself as he prepared to enter the pool, his teammates following suit. But as they each stepped into the liquid, feeling its strange energies envelop them, they understood that this was no small step at all. It was a leap into the abyss, a plunge into the unknown, where time was fluid and identity was malleable. And as the nexus around them began to dissolve into a swirling vortex of light and shadow, each realized that they were not just fighting to save two worlds. They were fighting to understand what it meant to exist at all. The sensation of emerging from the pools of attunement was akin to waking from a dream so vivid it had felt like another life altogether. Yet it was more than that. Each member of the crew felt a strange sense of interconnectedness, not just with each other but with the very fabric of the sanctum itself. As they stepped out of the pools, their eyes met the entities, who seemed to shimmer with an array of colors more vivid than before. The resonances have stabilized, the voice in their minds declared. The balance has been restored. Time in your world has returned to its natural flow. A collective sigh of relief washed over them. Alexei glanced at the translucent panel that displayed the real-time simulation of Earth. Indeed, the planet's rotation had resumed its natural pace, the chaos of disrupted patterns now replaced by a soothing equilibrium. You are now free to return to the surface, the entities continued. We have prepared a vessel for you, composed of materials from the sanctum. It will carry you back safely. Before they could respond, Another section of the Nexus chamber transformed, revealing a ship unlike anything they had ever seen. It was a seamless blend of organic and mechanical components, with a design that seemed to defy both aerodynamics and aesthetics. It was alien, yet oddly familiar, as if it were a manifestation of the newfound harmony they had achieved with the Sanctum. Is this ship capable of traveling through the Earth's layers? Henry asked, scrutinizing the unfamiliar vessel. Yes, the entities answered. It has been calibrated to traverse the geological barriers that separate this realm from the outer world. But be warned, the journey will be one way. Once you leave, the vessel will decompose, ensuring that the balance remains undisturbed. Alexei nodded. Understood. We'll prepare for departure. As they boarded the vessel, each member of the crew took a final look at the Nexus, their eyes lingering on the enigmatic entities who had guided them through this journey of unimaginable consequences. We are grateful, the voice resonated in their minds one last time. In restoring the balance, you have also bestowed upon us an invaluable gift, the realization that even in the deepest layers of existence, unity is possible. With those parting words, the vessel's hatch closed, enveloping them in a soft, ethereal light. Controls in the cockpit lit up, glowing with the same bioluminescence that permeated the sanctum. 
As the vessel lifted off, its propulsion systems emitting a gentle hum, they felt a final surge of connection to the hollow realm they were leaving behind. Then, with a sensation like passing through a veil, they began their ascent through the Earth's layers, each geological stratum a fleeting boundary on their journey back to the surface. It was a journey filled with mixed emotions, anticipation and trepidation, relief and regret. As they neared the Earth's crust, their thoughts shifted to what awaited them. Had they returned to a world unchanged, or had their absence left an indelible mark? Would they be hailed as pioneers or reviled as harbingers of chaos? Finally, the vessel breached the Earth's crust, emerging into an open sky. Their eyes, so accustomed to the surreal glow of the sanctum, took a moment to adjust to the natural light. But as they looked out of the vessel's viewing panel, their hearts sank. The landscape that greeted them was not the familiar terrain they had left behind but an unrecognizable world of sprawling, dystopian cities and degraded ecosystems. The vessel touched down in what appeared to be a desolate wasteland, its systems initiating the decomposing process as promised. The crew disembarked, their suits automatically adjusting to the new atmospheric conditions. They were back, but to what? Before they could ponder the question further, they were met by a group of armed drones, their designs alien but their intentions unmistakably hostile. Identify yourselves, a synthetic voice demanded, emanating from the lead drone. We're explorers, Alexei replied cautiously, we've just returned from a mission to the Earth's core. A pause, and then the voice returned, tinged with what seemed like incredulity. The Earth's core? That's not possible. Identify yourselves, or be terminated. It was then that Alexei realized the gravity of their situation. They had returned to the surface, but they had also returned to a world where their mission, their identities, and perhaps even their humanity, were now the stuff of myths and legends. And as they stood there, surrounded by the armed drones, a chilling thought crossed Alexei's mind. Had they escaped one form of captivity only to find themselves ensnared in another? Yet, the most unsettling realization was still to come. Before they could respond, the drones deployed a series of energy nets, immobilizing the team. Alexei struggled against the invisible restraints, his eyes meeting those of his crew members, Emily's filled with determination, Henry's with incredulity, Sarah's with a glint of barely controlled anger. In that moment, he felt more disconnected from Earth than he had in the hollow depths below its crust. They were transported to a sprawling complex, its architecture an unnerving mix of industrial and alien design. It was as if human innovation had been synthesized with extraterrestrial technology, producing an eerie hybrid that dominated the landscape. The drones guided them through a series of corridors and into an interrogation chamber, its walls lined with an array of ominous devices. Their restraints were finally released, and they took seats opposite a being that was neither man nor machine, but an unsettling fusion of both. My name is Overseer Kale, said the figure, its voice tinged with mechanical modulation. You claim to be explorers from a mission to the Earth's core. A fanciful tale. Our records indicate no such mission. Alexei took a deep breath, gathering his thoughts before speaking. Your records are incomplete then. We embarked on a mission to explore the Earth's core, and we've just returned. Time dilation, 
Emily interjected. We were gone far longer than we anticipated. Years, maybe decades or even longer, passed here while we were down there. Kale seemed to process this information, its cyborg eyes flashing briefly. Time dilation would be an insufficient explanation for your absence in our databases. Your mission, your identities, they've been erased from history. Almost as if you've been forgotten or intentionally deleted. Henry clenched his fists. Erased by whom? Who's in charge here? What happened to the governments, the United Nations? Ah, Kale's synthetic voice almost simulating a chuckle. United Nations, a term not used for quite some time. All those entities were dissolved and integrated into the singular dominion. We are the governing body of this planet. Governed by whom? Humans? Machines? Aliens? Sarah pressed, her eyes narrowing. Governed by those who are most fit to lead, Kale replied, evasively. Our society is a meritocracy. We have been united under one rule, one purpose. Efficiency and progress are our mantras. The term, meritocracy, struck Alexei as a thinly veiled euphemism for something far less utopian. The absence of visible dissent, the dystopian sprawl, the military drones, all pointed to a reality far darker than the words, efficiency and progress implied. Let me be direct, Alexei said, locking eyes with Kale. Have we been conquered? Are you the result of a takeover by extraterrestrial forces? Kale paused, its eyes flashing with an array of colors before settling back to their neutral shade. Conquest is such an antiquated term. We prefer to think of it as emerging, a unity for the betterment of all species involved. Alexei felt his stomach tighten at the overseer's words. A merging, just like the entity had warned, unity could be found even in the deepest layers of existence, but this unity felt like an abomination. He remembered the phrase, the singular dominion, and began to piece it together. This wasn't just a new world order, it was a single dominion, an amalgamation of powers so fused that the lines between conqueror and conquered had blurred beyond recognition. But enough about our societal structures, Kale continued. You are anomalies. Your existence here could disrupt the balance we have worked so hard to achieve. Decisions must be made about your fate. Decisions. The word hung in the air, heavy with an ominous weight. Just like in the hollow core, they found themselves a disruptive element in a delicately balanced system. And Alexei couldn't shake off the dread that this time, attaining harmony might come at an even greater cost. The team was separated, each confined to an isolated chamber within the sprawling complex. Despite the stark setting, Alexei couldn't help but marvel at the advanced technology around him. Walls that seemed to breathe, surveillance devices so sophisticated they were almost invisible, and a constant ambient hum that he couldn't tell whether he was hearing or feeling. Days turned into what felt like weeks, but time was hard to gauge in a place where natural light never penetrated. They were each subjected to interrogations, physical examinations, and a barrage of tests that seemed to probe not just their knowledge but also their emotional and psychological states. The singular dominion was thorough, if nothing else. During one such session, Overseer Kale appeared on a screen embedded in one wall of Alexei's cell. Your team's biological and cognitive metrics are impressive, 
Kale began without preamble. You've adapted well to the anomalies your unique journey introduced. You could be valuable assets to the singular dominion. Assets, Alexei repeated, tasting the metallic tang of the word. Yes, Kale said. In return for your cooperation, we could offer you positions of influence within our scientific communities. You would live lives of comfort, far removed from the labor sectors. What about the rest of humanity? What happens in these labor sectors? Alexei asked, emphasizing the last two words as if they were a bad taste in his mouth. Work is distributed according to capabilities, Kale replied smoothly. It ensures maximum productivity. Alexei understood what was left unsaid. Those deemed less capable, served in less comfortable conditions, possibly even abject servitude. It was slavery by another name, wrapped in euphemisms and cold efficiency. I have a counter-offer, Alexei said, leaning toward the screen. Release us, allow us to leave the singular dominion. Kale's synthetic eyes flickered, an electronic approximation of surprise or perhaps amusement. That's not an option, you know too much, and your absence from this reality has already risked destabilizing it. No, you will have to be integrated one way or another. The screen blinked off leaving Alexei alone with his thoughts. Integration or imprisonment, those were the choices given. But in his heart, a third option was taking root, resistance. It was during a seemingly routine transfer between chambers that opportunity struck. A sudden power fluctuation, a rare glitch in the otherwise seamless operation of the Dominion's complex. The guards escorting Alexei hesitated, their attention momentarily diverted to their control panels. Seizing the moment, Alexei lunged at one guard, employing a disarming maneuver taught during his intensive training years ago. In seconds, he had incapacitated the guard and secured a weapon. He moved quickly, navigating through the labyrinthine corridors with the help of his mission-implanted neural map. He located the holding areas where Emily, Henry, and Sarah were confined. With precision, he disabled the security protocols and soon, his team was free. We don't have much time, he told them, distributing the acquired weapons. We need to find a way to communicate with the outside world, let them know what's really going on here. Sarah grinned, her eyes lighting up with the same fire he'd seen when they first embarked on their ill-fated mission. You're talking about starting a rebellion? Alexei nodded. It's time to disrupt the balance again. And so, armed with stolen weapons and fueled by a newfound purpose, they moved as one, navigating the maze of the singular Dominion stronghold. They were a glitch in the system, a ripple in the pond, and they were ready to start a wave. Yet, none of them could shake off the uneasy feeling that their actions were being allowed, as if part of some grander design. And as they made their way deeper into the complex, they stumbled upon a revelation that confirmed their worst fears. This resistance was not just against the singular dominion. It was against something much older, much darker, and infinitely more terrifying. Their first task was to find a way to disable the dominion's communication jamming technology, which kept the labor sectors cut off from each other and from the outside world. It was Emily who located the central hub, a pulsating mass of condits and screens, 
like the heart of some cybernetic beast. Henry, with his engineering background, was the one who tampered with the controls. If my calculations are correct, we'll have about 10 minutes of unjammed communication. Enough to send out a message, but not much more. With their window of opportunity identified, Sarah prepared the message. Using her background in linguistics and cryptography, she embedded multiple layers of meaning into a brief, evocative script. The message would be understood by the laborers as a call to rise against their masters, but to the Dominion, it would appear as no more than a glitch, a piece of nonsensical data. Alexei reviewed the plan one last time with his team. The second we send this message, we'll need to move. Fast. We'll head to the emergency extraction pods. If we can launch ourselves into orbit, we can use the international distress signal to get picked up. They all nodded. Here goes nothing, Henry said, as he executed the code that would temporarily disable the communication jammer. Sarah quickly keyed in the message and broadcasted it across all channels. As it went out, she looked up, eyes locking onto Alexei's. Message sent. Time to move. They sprinted through the corridors, dodging patrols and taking down drones, moving with a singular focus. The Dominion's defenses seemed disoriented, just enough to allow them to slip through. It was as if their message had not just rallied the human population but also sown confusion among the machine overseers. They reached the extraction pods with mere seconds to spare. As they strapped in, Alexei couldn't help but feel an overpowering sense that they were being watched, manipulated even. But the thoughts were pushed aside as the pods launched, hurtling them through the atmosphere and into the blackness of space. Above Earth, Alexei activated the international distress signal. Minutes felt like hours as they floated in the void, waiting for a response. Finally, a flicker on the comlink indicated an incoming message. Unknown vessel, this is the United Galactic Federation. Identify yourself. A surge of both relief and surprise washed over Alexei. United Galactic Federation, how much had changed during their absence? This is Captain Alexei Korov and crew. We are Earth explorers who've just returned from a mission. We need immediate extraction and debriefing. There was a pause, and then the voice returned. Understood, Captain Korov. Preparing for immediate teleportation. The next thing Alexei knew, they were standing in a state-of-the-art facility, surrounded by officials in uniforms unlike any they'd ever seen. It was as if they had stepped into a future beyond their wildest imagination or darkest fears. Welcome back, said a tall man stepping forward, his voice tinged with an unfamiliar accent. I am Commander Talus of the United Galactic Federation. You've ignited something significant today, something that's been a long time coming. An uprising has begun on Earth. The singular Dominion's grip is loosening. Alexei felt a cautious thrill. Had they really succeeded in sparking a rebellion? However, Commander Talus continued, there's something you should know. The singular Dominion is not just an Earth-based operation. Its tentacles reach far beyond your planet. A holographic screen appeared, displaying a map of star systems, each marked with a symbol, the same symbol they'd seen engraved deep within the Earth's core. The singular Dominion is a galactic empire, Talus said solemnly and Earth is but one of its many colonies. 
it was as if the floor had dropped beneath them. They had defied one tyrant only to discover a far greater one. Their resistance, their uprising, was just the beginning. A bigger battle loomed ahead, not just for the freedom of Earth, but for the galaxy. As they processed the revelation, Alexei felt the weight of the truth sink in. The entity in the Earth's core had given them a cryptic warning, a glimpse of what unity could look like. Now, faced with a conflict of astronomical scale, unity had a new meaning, a unified front against a common enemy. Yet, amid the gravity of the moment, Alexei couldn't shake off a gnawing suspicion. How much of this had been foreseen by the mysterious entity below? How deeply entangled were they in a web that stretched not just across Earth, but across the galaxy? As these thoughts swirled in his mind, another, more unsettling question emerged. What if the uprising was not just a rebellion against the singular dominion, but a pivotal move in a much grander, cosmic scheme? The questions were overwhelming, but one thing was clear. They were in the eye of a storm that spanned galaxies, and the choices they made now would reverberate through the cosmos for better or worse. Commander Talos led Alexei and his team to a high-security briefing room. The walls were lined with complex schematics and star charts, while a holographic table in the center projected a 3D model of the galaxy. We've been monitoring the singular Dominion for years, Talos began, activating a series of slides that displayed classified reconnaissance footage. Their empire is built on the subjugation of sentient species. They are an advanced collective of machine intelligence, originating from a distant star system that even we know little about. As the team absorbed the information, Henry broke the silence. Why haven't you intervened before? If you've been aware of their actions, surely, intervention on a galactic scale is not a simple matter, Talus interrupted, his eyes narrowing. The United Galactic Federation abides by strict non-interference protocols. We can't just wage war on an empire that controls multiple star systems. The collateral damage would be unimaginable. So, what's the plan? Emily asked, her voice tinged with frustration. The uprising you initiated on Earth has created a ripple effect, Talus explained. Rebellions are breaking out on other Dominion-controlled planets. This is our opportunity to provide these insurgents with the means to fight back. If we can destabilize the Dominion from within, we might have a chance to bring them down. Sarah looked puzzled. And how do you plan to arm these insurgents? Even with our technology, the singular Dominion seems almost unbeatable. Talos gestured to the holographic table, and a new image materialized. It was a schematic for a device, intricate and unfamiliar. This, he said, is a quantum resonance disruptor. In simple terms, it can shut down the neural networks that the singular dominion relies upon. However, it requires immense energy to operate, energy that can only be sourced from a highly unstable element found deep within the cores of specific planets. Let me guess, Alexei said, Earth is one of those planets. Talos nodded, precisely. And this brings us to why your experience is invaluable. You've been to a place no other human has. You can guide a specialized team to extract the element. Alexei hesitated, his thoughts drifting back to the entity in the hollow core of Earth. It had warned them, in its abstract way, about the responsibilities that came with unity. 
Was it referring to this? Before we agree, Alexei said carefully, we need to know everything. Who, or what, is at the Earth's core? And what role does it play in all of this? Talus exchanged a wary glance with his advisors. Then, he sighed, very well. But brace yourselves, the truth is, unsettling. He manipulated the holographic table, and an image of Earth appeared. Layers peeled away to reveal the core, and then a simulation of the entity they had encountered materialized. We believe this entity is what's known as a cosmic sentinel. They are ageless, extremely advanced beings that serve as custodians for the stability and balance of the universe. You're saying this entity is some sort of cosmic guardian? Henry asked, disbelief coloring his voice. Correct, Talus said. Their main function is to ensure that no single species gains enough power to disrupt the cosmic equilibrium. And they do so by maintaining a form of balance, a check, on power. So, it keeps the singular dominion in check? Sarah ventured. In a manner of speaking, yes. But it also keeps us in check. A dispassionate overseer, caring only for the balance, not the individual scales. Alexei felt a chill. This entity, this cosmic sentinel, held the strings to a much larger game, a cosmic ballet of power and balance. They were merely players on a stage it had set, whether they liked it or not. But now, Talus added, it appears the sentinel is allowing for change. Your very presence there, the fact it communicated with you, suggests a shift in the cosmic status quo. And that is either an opportunity or a dire warning. Perhaps both. The room went silent as the team digested the magnitude of what they had learned. They were not just fighting for the freedom of Earth or the galaxy, they were entangled in a cosmic struggle for balance and order. A struggle overseen by an entity so far beyond them, it was like comparing a candle to the sun. And yet, that entity had spoken to them, had set them on this path. Was it a test? A trap? An inscrutable act of cosmic realignment? Alexei broke the silence. We'll do it. We'll go back and extract the element. But understand this. We're not just fighting your war. We're fighting for a future where humanity stands free, not just as pawns in some grand cosmic scheme. Talus nodded. Very well, Captain Korov. Prepare your team. You're going back to the Earth's core. As they left the briefing room, Alexei felt both the burden and the exhilaration of their mission. They were a speck on the canvas of the universe, yet they had been chosen to wield the brush. It was a daunting realization, teetering between empowerment and insignificance. But for now, they had a mission to accomplish, one that held the key to the future, not just of Earth, but perhaps of the entire cosmic order. And as he looked at his team, each carrying the weight of this newfound knowledge, Alexei knew one thing for certain, the truth had been unveiled, and there was no turning back. The specialized team was a blend of Earth's best engineers, Federation experts, and of course, Alexei's original crew. They were about to embark on a mission so far beyond conventional understanding that it seemed to bend the fabric of reality itself. Standing before the portal that would take them to Earth's core, Alexei sensed the enormity of their undertaking. This was not just a journey to the center of a planet, it was a plunge into the heart of cosmic complexity. As they stepped through the portal, 
a familiar sense of disorientation washed over them, followed by the surreal calm that dominated the hollow core. Before them once again was the cosmic sentinel, its form a flowing pattern of lights and shapes. We meet again, wayfarers, it communicated, its voice a tapestry of tones that spoke directly to their minds. We're here for something that can save countless lives, Alexei stated, fighting to keep his voice steady. An element that can be used to defeat the singular dominion. A resonating pause filled the space. You stand on the precipice of significant change, not just for your species, but for the equilibrium of existence. Extracting the element will indeed provide you with a formidable weapon, but it will also tip the cosmic scales. You must then be prepared to rebalance them. Alexei shared a look with his team. The weight of the Sentinel's words was palpable, tinged with implications they could barely begin to fathom. What does rebalancing the scales entail? Emily asked. The singular dominion, for all its tyranny, serves a function in the equilibrium. Remove it, and another power could rise, potentially one even more destructive, the Sentinel explained. This is the nature of balance. It does not discriminate between what you perceive as good or evil. It simply is. The room was tense, each person wrestling with their own thoughts and doubts. Finally, Henry spoke. So, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. What's the point then? The point, the sentinel replied, is choice. Existence is a vast tapestry of choices, each with its own set of consequences. Whether or not to tip the scales is yours to make, but make it with the understanding that you will bear the responsibility for rebalancing them. And how do we rebalance these cosmic scales? Sarah questioned, her voice tinged with skepticism. By becoming guardians in your own right, the sentinel conveyed. Should you remove the singular dominion, you must take on the mantle of ensuring that no power rises to fill the vacuum it leaves, that no species, including your own, upsets the balance. A profound silence settled over the team. They were not just deciding the fate of a mission, or a planet, or even a galaxy. They were deciding their role in the cosmic order itself. Alexei turned to his crew. It's not just my choice, it's ours. What do you think? Emily was the first to speak. If we have a chance to end the tyranny of the singular dominion, I think it's worth the risks. Henry nodded. I agree. Whatever comes next, we'll face it together. We'll find a way to keep the balance. Sarah chimed in. For all we know, this is our purpose, the reason we were allowed to discover the truth about this place and about the Dominion. We have to act. Their conviction solidified Alexei's resolve. Then we're agreed. We'll extract the element, and we'll do whatever it takes to maintain the cosmic balance afterward. The cosmic sentinel shimmered, its form fluctuating as if resonating with their decision. Very well, wayfarers, may your choices illuminate the path of existence. Guided by Federation experts, they located and extracted the unstable element. As they did, a strange sense of finality washed over them. The course was set, and there was no turning back. As they emerged back on the Federation ship, the element was immediately taken to be stabilized and incorporated into the quantum resonance disruptor. The uprising on Earth and other Dominion-controlled planets was escalating, 
fueled by the hope that an end to their enslavement was near. However, amidst the newfound sense of purpose and the rush of preparations, Alexei couldn't shake off a lingering unease. The sentinel had made it clear. Tipping the scales would have ramifications beyond their understanding. As they hurtled toward an uncertain future, the gravity of their choice loomed like a shadow, long and dark. They had chosen to act, to intervene in a cosmic tapestry they barely understood. Now, they would have to live with the consequences of that choice, whatever they might be. And so, armed with a weapon that could either liberate or doom them, Alexei and his team prepared for the final confrontation with the singular Dominion. But even as they did, questions plagued the back of Alexei's mind. Had they truly made the right choice? And what price would the universe demand for it? The final confrontation was swift but intense. Armed with the quantum resonance disruptor, the united forces of the Earth uprising and the insurgents from other Dominion-controlled planets struck at the heart of the singular Dominion. The machine intelligences that held dominion over countless worlds flickered and died as their neural networks were shattered by the disruptor. Victory was declared, celebrations erupted across the galaxy, and the oppressed hailed their liberators as heroes. Earth was free, as were countless other worlds that had lived under the yoke of the singular dominion. Yet as Alexei stood amidst the jubilation, a somber note tempered his joy. The cosmic sentinel's words echoed in his mind. They had tipped the cosmic scales, and now they bore the responsibility for rebalancing them. His eyes met those of his crew, Emily, Henry, Sarah, all sharing the unspoken understanding that their mission was far from over. Years passed, and the heroes of the uprising settled into a different kind of struggle, that of governance and diplomacy. Earth took its place as a member of the United Galactic Federation, and Alexei found himself in a position of power, tasked with ensuring the balance the Cosmic Sentinel had spoken of. The liberated planets began to rebuild, and it seemed, for a time, that a new era of peace and cooperation had dawned. The former dominions of the singular dominion had become strong allies, vigilant against the rise of another tyrannical power. But it was during these years of seeming peace that the first anomalies were observed, Scientists reported unusual cosmic events, black holes evaporating, stars imploding, entire galaxies blinking out of existence. The phenomena were inexplicable, defying all known laws of physics. Frustrated and desperate for answers, Alexei led a covert mission back to Earth's hollow core, seeking counsel with the cosmic sentinel. We've kept our promise, Alexei communicated, his mind reaching out to the fluctuating entity before him we've maintained the balance. Why is the universe coming apart? You have misunderstood, Wayfarer, the Sentinel responded, its form undulating with an urgency they had not seen before. The balance is not a ledger of power across galaxies. It is the existential equilibrium of the universe itself. The element you extracted is tied to the fabric of reality. Using it has consequences beyond your realm of comprehension. So, you're saying we've set into motion the end of the universe? Emily questioned, her voice tinged with disbelief and dread. Existence seeks balance, the sentinel conveyed. The universe will now take drastic measures to restore what was lost. Those measures are beyond my control, or yours. As they absorbed the cosmic sentinel's revelation, 
a horrifying realization dawned upon them. They had not been chosen because they were special, but because they were the agents of imbalance the universe required to trigger its own restoration, whatever form that might take. Defeated and burdened with a guilt that spanned the cosmos, they returned to the Federation, which by now had also recognized the escalating cosmic crisis. The last days were filled with a melancholy acceptance. Despite their advanced technology and understanding of the universe, they were but motes of dust in the face of cosmic rebalancing. Planets, stars, entire galaxies vanished into a darkness that spread like an inescapable tide. And in the final moments, as reality itself began to unravel, Alexei found himself pondering the nature of choice and destiny. Had they ever truly had a choice, or were they always fated to set these events in motion? The Cosmic Sentinel had spoken of the vast tapestry of choices, but what if the tapestry itself was preordained? As darkness closed in, a sudden, humbling clarity washed over him. Whether pawn or player, their role in the cosmic scheme had been executed. The scales were tipping back, and existence, in its own inscrutable way, would find its balance. But then, just as the final threads of reality seemed to snap, everything stopped. The decay, the darkness, the disintegration, all froze as if caught in a photograph. In that frozen tableau, Alexei found himself standing alone before the cosmic sentinel, its form now stabilized into something almost human. You are surprised, it communicated. What is happening? Why has everything stopped? This is the balance, the sentinel replied. A new tapestry of choices begins, woven from the remnants of the old. Existence will be rewritten, but the lessons will be retained, deep in the fabric of cosmic memory. And us? Humanity? What happens to us? Your essence will join the weave, your experiences a thread in the newly balanced tapestry. But you, Alexei Kurov, will carry the burden of remembrance into the next iteration of existence. You are the fulcrum upon which the scales have tipped. And so, you shall be the fulcrum upon which they are rebalanced. Before he could respond, Alexei felt himself pulled in all directions, as if being stretched across the very fabric of reality. And in that moment, he understood. This was the twist, the catch, the fine print in the contract of cosmic balance. Existence blinked, and a new tapestry of reality unfurled, fresh and unmarked yet somehow ancient and eternal. And within it, a singular thread carried the weight of cosmic remembrance, a lone fulcrum upon which the scales of a reborn universe would find their balance. The end was a new beginning, and the cycle continued, ever seeking the elusive, eternal balance.